Hey friends, today we are going to be talking about money as an evil structure. I hope you're excited. Hey friends! Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life, where we answer your pressing questions and share useful tools for creating your most fulfilling, self-sufficient family homestead. We go back to basics in all things family, faith, and farming, and we're eager to teach you what we've learned. Everything from growing a garden to earning an income to living a less toxic and more nature-based lifestyle. We're thrilled you're here and hope you leave inspired to live your life as a schoolhouse too. All right, so money as an evil structure. I don't know. That's not really how I feel about money. I, You know, I think that... Um, we're kind of coming into this call with just like a like a hint of an idea of what we want to want want to share with you guys, but um, hopefully it'll come together and be something valuable. Everything needs to be valuable, right? <laughs> especially money. Especially, especially money. So really, just what I wanted. I I have this business mastermind uh, with some folks who I I um, build my business with, and um, it came up. This this thing came up that comes up all the time when I'm working with anyone in any industry across the board. Um, I'm just not good at sales is the most common line that I hear from people or I don't do sales or I'm not a salesperson. It's something I hear all the time. And you're probably asking yourself, how in the world does this apply to a homestead? That's kind of what I was wondering. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Well, me too, but I really think it does. <laughs> Hopefully we can c find an answer together today. <laughs> we'll dig something up. We'll dig something up. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about it before. What's a homesteader versus what's a prepper? And I think it's a state of mind, right? We we did a whole series on mindset stuff. And one of the deepest held mindset issues is scarcity. I think we've talked about that with both time and money and really any kind of resource. Well, if you ask a homesteader what their biggest challenge is, and I've done this poll mm. multiple times on multiple platforms, mm -hmm. multiple ways, the t top two things that come up is not enough money and not enough time. Mm. And the reality is you can ask people that anywhere and oh, yeah. It's the same answer. It's always the same. It doesn't matter what, what you're trying to accomplish. Right. Not enough time and not enough money. Yeah. Um, and we did a really fun episode on time. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah. Maybe it, my most favorite episode. And we titled it How to Have Enough Time to Get Everything Done. Something like that. Right. And, um, but here, look. Yeah. What is sales but time and money? It is, <laughs> it is the literal epitome of both of those things. Yeah. You take time to to like get money. And I mean, I think get money sounds so like, oh, I'm just getting it. I'm just getting it. Like we have a very industrial American way of thinking about money, most of us. And that is we have to earn it. We have to work hard. We have to hustle. We have to do all the right things. And we have to, we can, we can make money. We can do that, get rich thing in America, right? If we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, if we make all the right connections and do all the right schooling, and we just have this really entrenched sense of what it would take for us to get money. And it's either to sell yourself, soul to the devil, <laughs> or to do or all those things I just to listed. work really hard. Or to work so hard, right? Yeah. At the gr like just the grindstone, the, the grind. I think the work generally. the working hard one always gets me because I want you to think about like the person you know that like works like three jobs mm. and generally they don't have any money. 
but I still don't have any money. Right. And yeah. they're working as Maybe hard. Maybe you have three jobs and you still don't have so money. So it, like the reality of working hard gets you money is not true. No. And I would say that the people I know who work the hardest make less money potentially than the people I know who don't work. The but hardest. I will say on the other side, I've seen this a couple of times on it. It's one of my favorite quotes is um, somebody was talking to the owner of Lamborghini in the car and they were asking him why you never see a Lamborghini car commercial. And the, huh. and the owner said, because their audience is never sitting around watching TV. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, that's fun to think oh, about. <laughs> that is fun to think. Well, but that just kind of reaffirms they're hustling, though, which I don't. I know. Well, that's what I was going to say is it yeah. does. Or maybe they're just being more productive with just, their time. Maybe. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily be hustling. But again, Listen, that it, brings me to like this idea of consumption, because I think we tend to think of wealth as like overconsumptive too. I know I do. So like I'm kind of hashing out my own issues on the, the oh, call okay. here. But, um, you know, you tend to think, of, oh, OK, well, a wealthy person is going to buy a really luxurious car that's completely ludicrous. Right. Like right. a waste of money and time and resources. And while that might be true, I think what what wealthy people are tend to do is they invest their money in things that have more value not just in like immediate gratification value but in like long-term value and i know this because you know we've spent we know where we've spent the most money in our home right it's the stuff that holds up it's the stuff that if you call customer service they answer and can speak to you and like answer your questions it's it what you pay for is what you get and ultimately that means that we've had to say no to a lot of things in order to have enough money to pay for those other specific things that we desired or wanted or needed even. So um, I don't know. It's just this like consumers. I think the majority of consumers of not just like physical products, but also TV commercials, you know, the like even the scroll, the social media scroll. I think a lot of that is people who are trying to fill a void with a number of different things. Um, And you know, they're not getting it through money because they're not being paid what they're, they're worth. Maybe they don't know their worth. I mean, I think it's just such a like layered, complex issue. And I think all of that to say is that money mindset is so much bigger than just, I should make more money, right? Like, or I, sh- I deserve to get paid more. It's really more about understanding and looking at your, your cons- kind of the way you consume because you're consuming time no matter how much money you make. Right. Like right. it, you are consuming the same amount of time as the, that wealthy person. And time is the like one resource that nobody. Nobody has an advantage uh, there. Yeah. Nobody has an advantage. Not to start. Anyways. You can't you buy be able time. to hire people, I guess, to get things done. But yeah, but you still can't buy more time. You can't like, buy more There's time. only a finite amount. There yeah. is only. Yes. If so you many believe days. in time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Man. This will not be a short one if we go there. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, so really, like, what shifts can we make? in our mind to help us overcome any tendencies that we have, any habits, any addictions maybe that we even have to consuming things that are not really serving us, that are not treating as if we are valuable um, in a lot of ways. And I know that sounds like super esoteric to throw out like, oh, mindset, it's all Well, I think like a practical way to start with that is mm -hmm. to just watch your own words. And like, just like in time scarcity, you'll say like, I don't have enough time Mm -hmm. or I'm too busy. In money, it kind of translates to, I don't have enough money and I'm too poor. Mm-hmm. And when you start catching yourself with those two and saying, 
I'm choosing to not spend my money on that. I'm choosing to not yeah. spend my time on that. Right. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah. And um, finding yourself in that situation where like, I mean, I still do it a lot now. It's like, I'm like, okay, I'm choosing to eat out or mm-hmm. I'm choosing not to eat out. You know, those are two, mm-hmm. those are two things, but like, you have to decide where your money goes. And I think that money is sort of just a representation. Like, you know, you know, money as the root of all evil, it's the love of money, which means idol worship. And I think idol worship comes in so many other forms that we maybe aren't even aware of. You know, it might be um, that perfect social media account. It might be that perfect home, that perfect um, homestead in the case of our listeners generally, um, you know, we really tend to as humans fixate on specific things in such a way that we kind of lose sight of maybe the larger picture and what really is important and valuable. What really is important and valuable is not just to do things and not just to like have experiences or, or accomplish things or make money or any of those things. The most important thing that we can do in almost any second is to look up and realize what's happening in the very present moment that you're in. Find a happiness in the exactly, that yeah, moment. where you are, and not. I mean, it doesn't even have to be happiness. Like, just experience whatever is happening. I mean, you know, I think we have such a hard time. And this is something I've been working through personally. Is we have a hard time being with our emotions, whatever they are, right? Like mm-hmm. culturally, I think that's getting harder and harder to do because we have so many distractions. Really, you think it's getting harder? I feel like it's getting easier. Maybe as a man, it's getting easier. To be with your feelings? Yeah, it's getting, it's like more more accepted to be No, 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 I mean like physically. Like you (laughs) physically to sit with the sorrow, physically to be angry. What do I do every time I'm angry? I know what I do. I pick up my phone. Oh. (laughs) Yes, slam the door. No, do I do that every time I'm angry? No. Okay. Thanks. I was trying try to think of, like, in general, what do people do in there? I grab my phone and I go scroll. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That makes you feel better? You do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're... <laughs> and I, I venture because... to guess that most people in modern society, that is what they do when they're angry, when they're bored, when they're, when they're happy even, because they want to post about it and share their happy moment. Um, I think you know what I like to do when I'm angry, bored, happy, sad, excited. I'm worried where you're gonna go with this. Eat, <laughs> eat. <laughs> say eat. <laughs> eat. That's my favorite. <laughs> I've heard you say that before. Anyway, um, yeah, but often you don't have food at your disposal, but you always have your phone in your pocket. So I, I mean, I know we all do it, and yeah. it's not healthy. But we do it's it anyway. A, it's like a, de- I think it's because it's a dopamine hit. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're taking control of the hormones and we're like, yeah, you know what I'm going to do about that? I'm going to go. I'm going to see if I got any notifications. Have <laughs> yeah. a notification. Oh, and if I don't, I'm going to post something and see who likes it. And then I'll get something. Right? So, I mean, no, seriously, it's painful to even say it out loud because it's so accurate and true and, yeah. and kind of a little icky. Um, but I will say that the wealthy people that I know who are even successful on social media, very rarely get on it when you interact with them on social media is something that they haven't allotted time or it might be like their social media manager or you know they're posting to their whatever their different things 
their different platforms from an, a third party. So they never even log into their mm. actual accounts. Yeah. I mean, that's how people who look like they're on social media, very successful, are doing it because they're not consuming They're everything. producing. They're producing. That's what Russell Brunson says that a lot is you need to be a producer, not a consumer. And, and that, it's a and really hard shift to really make because it, you placate yourself with consuming in every right. way that you consume almost. But then you get on there and you're like, oh, I'm going to like make a post or something. And then it yeah. ends up being like, I'm going to consume a whole bunch. Yeah. So how does this come back to money? <laughs> I was afraid you were going to And then how that. does it come back to homestead? Uh, okay. Money. So the money thing is, you know, like the more you want, the more money you think you need, right? The less you want, the more, the more money goes further, right? Like... <laughs> I don't walk into a store anymore and think, oh, I want that, 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 that. Like I could just shop and that would make me feel better. I actually feel pretty icky when I go shopping. Like I leave, if I bought something, I'm kind of That's like, just because you're shopping Ugh. in thrift stores where it's like dirty. I feel icky when <laughs> no, I No, then I feel great. Because it's I'm like, like, oh, what a I'm like, did I get fleas on me? <laughs> what, what is this? Yeah. Fluid coming okay. out? All right. So generally, <laughs> um, yeah, no, thrift store shopping is the the best way to like get what you need without falling for the consumerism. I shouldn't have brought up their stories. That could be a whole episode. <laughs> but then like, I didn't say that. <laughs> you should see their eyes lighting up. There's just a very specific <laughs> audience out there listening right now. That's like, Ooh, yeah, we need that. Episode. We love their story. And then the other half is like, mm, <laughs> I won't listen <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, no, no money. I like, it's just a representative of how you feel of where you stand and all of that. It's just the same, and I've heard that said before too, the way you are when you're poor is the same you are when you're rich. The way you spend money when you're poor is the same way you'll do oh, it when I've you're wealthy. I've heard it say money magnifies a person. Yeah. So if they're a, a hole when they're... Wow, thanks. When, I say a hole. When, <laughs> when they're poor, then when they're rich, it's like... They're worse. A hundred times worse, oh. yeah. Okay. But those same money problems, I think, exist regardless yeah. We talked about that in the time too, like because in the time episode, because <clears throat> there's this like cyclical spiral pattern of how we behave and and how that just gets bigger and bigger with time. And, you know, we can make it better. But I think the main thing that I wanted to say was like, where do you land when it comes to your money mindset? And it and how does that also like not just specifically money, how does that relate to your feelings about who you are and what you can do? Um, and I think, you know, the salesperson is a really good example of like, it, it just made me think, look, you can take all the training you want to, to become a better salesperson. There are videos and trainings and, you know, all you name it. And you can say all the right things when you're with somebody in terms of, of how to sell. But when you have a money mindset issue, when you are stuck in that place of, of scarcity and lack and not comfort with your own need for money and your own need for resources and taking up space and uh, deserving to have that space. I mean, all of those things, you can't, it won't work. Mm. <laughs> you know, like no skill can overshadow the lack of a deep and, you know, kind of connectedness to that skill. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you overcome your money That's, mindset? Yeah, I don't know. That, <laughs> just start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like start the, I mean, I think awareness is the first step. And then you start seeking people who can help you. You start seeking resources that can help you. You start 
drawing attention to it so you can uproot it. And that is where healing begins. You know, it's like ignoring a disease and just treating symptoms, right? You can't, you can't look at the symptoms and just treat that over and over and over again. Like, okay, say you have an unquenchable thirst and just keep drinking. Like that's not ever going to get you to the point of figuring out why in the world do I have this thirst? Why is that not going away? We need to deal with that, whatever it might be. Um, and that's, of course, the same with any any kind of feeling, emotional or otherwise. So mindset, money mindset, it's, a, it's an emotional thing. I think we have so many associations, affiliations, what's the word, um, in psychology now that they're using. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But that you have these um, things that you connect with, whether you, you know, subconscious or, or conscious, um, from our childhood experiences, from the shows that we've watched and the the cultural experiences. And I mean, it, there's just, it's everywhere. Like I, I think every eighties move movie had a terrible boyfriend that was also the rich guy, right? Like uh, yeah. <laughs> the rich prepster who was a jerk face and always wanted to be drunk and take advantage of girls. Like that's what wealth looks like in my right. mind. Right. Yeah. So even if that seems, seems innocent enough, it's, set us up for what we actually believe is true. Yeah. And I know plenty of wealthy people who are the kindest, goodest, <laughs> uh, most generous people. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, trade them for the world. And I'm so thankful that they're a part of my life. And um, I hope that I can be one of those people or am one of those people or, um, you know, it's an, a place to aspire to. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. One time I brought it up in social media, like that we weren't, we weren't meant to suffer through this life. And that's a hard thing for people to wrap their head around, especially in uh, religious circles, because I think that we've also been a little bit taught that suffering equals holiness. Oh yeah. It's like some form of like earning or redemption. And I don't want to go off on any like doctrinal speech because it's not my place to do that. But I do think it's an interesting thing to consider. Like, is that how we feel about things? And is that really what scripture lays out? If you're really referencing the Bible for examples of, oh, this is true or this is not true. And I always go back to Abraham for almost everything. And I think, you know, how did Abraham do medicine? How did Abraham um, raise animals? How did Abraham do this? And that? Just because I feel like it's a, it's a stripped away place. It's just like I was going to say, why Abraham? Why not why like Noah or Adam? You know, I think I don't find Noah relatable because I haven't built an ark. And for some reason, that seems like <laughs> I'm not there. Um, I, I don't know. I, Abraham feels he I think everyone maybe should pick a Bible person, a Bible figure that they feel most. I don't know. Connected to? Connected to. Yeah. Mm. Inspired by. I don't know. Anyway. He's just like Abraham because he's like the original farmer. Yeah, Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, the farmer. He also had a house on a hill, and all the doors were open to any guests that would come by. And right. there's just this really beautiful. I don't know. In my mind, I think I have this vision of him as like Rivtevia from Fiddler. <laughs> <laughs> like that's Abraham, <laughs> and he's. I'm afraid you think that way of all the patriarchs, though. You no, all of them oh, are no, like no, no, Rivtevia. No, 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 no. I think <laughs> I think Jacob was very serious and just very calculated. Like the way he handled sheep and whatnot. I like can't just, believe this is where our money <laughs> mindset has gone. Anyway, 
Let's, I, well, let's go I in mean, the back. So if we're going all the way back to the <laughs> patriarchs, Abraham also um, <laughs> like slaughtered his fatted calf for perfect strangers to make sure they had a great time. Yeah. I mean, he, like, there he was no holds bar. Yeah. yeah. Like he was, yeah. Over the top generous and yeah. And he was blessed and had, you know, the Lord blessed him. I think that's what we and should aspire to. Sons. And he had, he, and you're one of he them. had one son. <laughs> oh right <laughs> the song yeah i'll spare you from that thank you um but i think we just need to uproot those things that we have maybe in our head and and there's nothing wrong with suffering either like i think it's an important thing but i think suffering we need to recognize as a teacher and not let it control the rest of our lives as a season yeah let it's it be temporary. a temporary yeah it's like any symptom of like a you know disease or anything and suffering is not meant to be our whole existence um and what can we learn from it and then move on and um anyway you know like i i have the freedom to talk about this i'm not in a state of suffering all the time so right. um take all of that with you know <laughs> into non, account non-suffering voice Uh, i have suffered though i do want to be clear like i haven't always you know not dealt with money issues i haven't always not dealt with time issues those are things that you know i feel like i'm a recovering um busy person it's like a it's a skill like mindset work is a skill like people are willing to like learn how to tan a hide or learn how to butcher a chicken or you know whatever the homestead skill is but when it comes to mindset for some reason i think because like we were talking about uh on Facebook page, maybe mm. is that it's hard work. It's harder than all those other things. Well, that, who knows what can of worms you're right. Asking. Dealing with your own self and like, you know, dealing with your issues and bringing those to light and then working past them, getting better mm-hmm. and refining those skills is very important work. That, yeah. We so often throw ourselves into busyness as a distraction from yeah. that healing that we right. need to do. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So that's a great spot to stop. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. I think people are going to love this episode. Yeah, good. (laughs) If you do love this episode, and even if you maybe don't, maybe you hate it, but you're like, oh, I know a friend that needs to listen to this, and then we can talk about how terrible it is together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also share with us your thoughts. I am so curious where you all land on this. And um, Send us an email at lacey at theschoolhouselife.com. (laughs) <laughs> and tell it's her. EY. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with Anne Shirley, but don't forget the E. Right. L A C E Y <laughs> at theschoolhouselife.com. Thanks for listening.